You are listening to the weekly podcast of The Sanctuary in Huntsville, Alabama. We pray you enjoy today's message. I'm I'm going to go to a passage in the book of Nehemiah today, chapter number four. Familiar passage, I just, I'm not going to do a lot of reading. I'll read verse 4, 5, and 6. Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 4, 5, and 6. Thank the Lord. It says, Hear, O our God, for we are despised and turned their reproach upon their own head (laughs) and give them for a prey into the land of captivity. Cover not their iniquity and let not their sin be blotted out from before thee. For they have provoked thee to anger before the builders. Will you help me read verse 6 and it says what? So built we the wall and all the wall was joined together unto the half thereof, for the people had a mind to work. Will you read that again one more time? And it says, so, so built we the wall, and all the wall was joined together unto the half thereof, for the people had a mind to work. You can be seated just for a moment. I want to use a thought. Build it. Build it. I look out and sometimes wonder, I've been in church all my life. I don't, I don't know nothing <laughs> but church. I'm a pew baby. Uh, I got saved when I was eight and filled with the Holy Ghost when I was 11. And uh, God has kept me. I'm mid-50s now and God has kept me. But when I look at church, and, and I'm careful as I mature in God. Some people think church is everybody that comes to church. The church is not everybody that comes to church. And neither is the church a building. Mm-hmm. We have gathered, and the truth of is that we are part of the kingdom of God. And so what God does, he sets up leaders and pastors and ministries that make up a part of the kingdom. The church that we are in today, Christ Temple Church Bloomington, is a part of God's kingdom. Everybody in the room today is not in the kingdom of God. Everybody saying hallelujah, everybody streaming is not in the church. Oh, hallelujah. Every church that is erected is not in the kingdom of God. And so when we consider church, I think we have a false idea or false understanding of what church is. Oh, hallelujah. And I was, uh, I, I have to be careful. I'm, 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 uh, well, no, I think we've been too careful too long. I think we've been too politically correct in church too long. Church is not about, I I came up in strict times. We didn't go bowling. We didn't go skating. We didn't go to the movies. I'm not going to mess with y'all today. Don't, Don't get nervous. (laughs) <laughs> we didn't do a lot of stuff. I didn't, couldn't go to sporting events, and I ran track. I couldn't figure that one out. But y'all pray for me. Uh, but what I'm saying is the, the mind of what church is is not really what God has intended. 
There's a difference between when Jesus says, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail, then there's a difference when what Jesus intended then and what we see as church today. Oh, hallelujah. When the Lord calls Israel and says, Abram, I'm going to make thee a nation in Genesis chapter 12, he says, I'm going to take you to a place that I will show thee of. I'm going to bless you. And he says, anyone that blesses you, I will bless them. Anybody that curses you, I will curse them. That alone is a mouthful. That tells me I don't have to worry about folk cursing me. I don't have to get no haters back. I don't have to retaliate. Because when God's hand is on my life, he'll handle everything. When you understand who you are, you don't have to get folk back. <laughs> when you know you're a child of God, you come in here and do warfare. And I used to wonder why the scripture said, pray for them that despitefully use you. And I used to wonder why God said that. Why did he say pray for them? But I understood that when you mess with me, you mess with my daddy. Somebody going to get that later. I, I'm, I was, I'm a, I, I, when somebody would, uh, my, my, my wife is really uh, 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 one of those helicopter moms. And uh, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. And uh, my, my son was in kindergarten. My second son, Jonathan, was in kindergarten. And he came home one day and he told us about this little boy named Jason that was bothering him. I said, oh, Jesus. Little four-year-old boy in daycare messing with Jonathan. And I said, oh, Jesus. And Tracy looked, took Jonathan. She said, no, it was my time. I, most of the time, I dropped him off at daycare. And, and the, Tracy got up the next morning and said, no, I'm going to take them today. I said, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I said, oh, Jesus. She's going to turn the daycare center out. <laughs> and uh, she took them up there and and then and she said, is it, she said, Jay, where's Jason? He said, he's right there. And uh, Tracy walked up to Jay said, are you Jason? He said, yes. She said, I'm Jonathan's mother. She said, you mess with my son one more time. <laughs> I said, leave the little four-year-old alone. But what I'm saying is when you mess with a child of God, God is like that helicopter mom. He don't care how old you are. He don't care how rich you are. He don't care where, what side of the street you live on. When you fool with God's children, you fooling with God. So I learned it's not my job to fight folk back. And that's why he said, pray for them that despitefully use you because Lord, uh, I, I know what I can do, but when they, when God gets on somebody, y'all not going to hear what I'm saying. Lord, I handle your stuff for you. Got to take care of some folk. Got to take care of some folk. And, and, and so uh, uh, what we have to understand is this. He said, whoever curses you, he said, I'm going to curse them. But he also said, whoever blesses you, I will bless them. And so that teaches me another lesson. And that, amen, learn how to bless folks who are already blessed. See, when I'm blessed and I bless somebody else who's blessed, I connect with the God blessing that's on their life. I don't want to just be blessed. I want God to bless me till he does like Abraham. Amen. You shall be a blessing. I don't want God just to bless my house. I want everything around me blessed. I want my cat blessed. I want the dog blessed. I want everybody. I want my neighborhood blessed. I want everything. And he said, that's why you learn how to bless folk that are a blessing. Because you tap into God's assignment on their life. And what I learned is that when God assigns something to your life, he also has to protect the assignment. 
I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. Amen. That's why sometimes you wonder why you can still function while you're sick because God has to protect the anointing on your life. That's why you wonder why, how did I get out that accident? Because the assignment's not complete on your life. And God had to send some angels to protect the word that he has spoken over your life. You can't die till God say it's finished. I don't care what the enemy say, I'm talking to somebody. You, amen, you, you, can't, you can't leave here till God said it's done. I don't care what the enemy plots, what the enemy does. You got to understand that as a child of God, it is a blessing to be a child of God. But there came a time when God, God saw something in Abram. He didn't just see Abram. He saw a people. He saw a nation. He saw something that he could be proud of. He, caught, he saw something that he could step back and stick his chest out and say, those are my folk. Those, they belong to me. They're not like everybody else. They they praise me. They don't just wait till Sunday service, but their lifestyle is a praise. The, yeah, somebody just missed that. The life they live is a praise. The life they live is worship. Can I say this? That your praise ought to match your life. Some, I'm, I just miss some folk. Your worship should not be lower than your lifestyle. Your lifestyle ought to match your worship and your praise. See, the, the church that we live in today, hey man, we worship on Sunday, but don't bother me Monday. We worship from 11 to uh, 1 or 2 on Sunday or however, but the life is mine. That's not how God intended. I, I, I'm getting one hand clap here because I'm missing some folk. Amen. Some folk not here. Y'all not here. God is not concerned about what I do on Sunday only. He wants a lifestyle that on every day of the week, I'm worshiping him with the lifestyle that I live. Hallelujah. Can I talk? And see, what we've, what we've made church to be is the movies. We've made church to be the stage, the entertainment place where I go to to be entertained. But the truth of the matter is church was not made for you to be entertained. Uh, church, the, the building, the place where you come to was a place for gatherers to come together to lift up Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I'm, I'm, uh, we've made church to be a place where I go to on my schedule. And when my schedule says come to church, I go to church. Y'all not going to hear what I'm saying. Just like I go to the movies, just like I go to the football game, just like I, this is my church time. But that's not what God intended when he set up his church. Uh, he said, he said, I want you to do something. He said, when you come out of Egypt, tell them in the morning what I did. Tell them in the noonday. Tell them in the evening. Tell them before they go down. They lay down to sleep. And when they wake up in the morning, praise me in the morning. Praise me in the noonday. Testify in the midnight. When you get ready to lay down again, tell it again. When they get up in the morning, talk about Jesus. When they get up in the noonday, tell me about Jesus. When, when they lay down again and in other words, what God was trying to get his people to understand, amen, is when I pull you out of, of Egypt, I want a people that are separated from the world. I don't want the world to come in and worship me at a certain time, but I want the church to come together, amen, that have lived holy on Monday, that have lived righteous on Tuesday, that have lived righteous on Wednesday, that have lived righteous on Thursday, that have lived righteous all week long. And that's why he said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom the Lord has redeemed out the hand of the enemy. Amen. Anybody been redeemed? Anybody glad that you are not what God, not what you used to be? 
amen, and see uh, what, what, what we've got to be careful is, amen, uh, 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 I'm like Macaulay Culkin. I ain't scared to say some stuff no more. I ain't nervous no more. Amen. Listen, the, the church of God is not just an event on Sunday. It's not just an event on Wednesday. It's a lifestyle. It's Amen. I don't just worship the Lord when I fit him into my schedule. He directs my schedule. He orchestrates my life. The Bible is not just another novel, amen, on the shelf in a bookstore. It is the life that we live. It tells me how to treat my wife. It tells me how to treat my children. It tells me how, amen, to love my neighbor. It tells me, y'all not going to hear what I'm saying. It's not just an event that I go to on Sunday morning. The truth of the matter is I am the walking church. I'm the church when I go to work. I'm the church when I'm in the grocery store. I'm the church when I'm taking out the garbage. I'm the church, amen, when I'm on my job. When I'm in the, on the campus, I'm the church, amen. And then when we come to the house of God, the entire church come together to lift up the name of Jesus. Anybody with me? Uh, God never intended for his church to pick up the world and bring it into the church. I'm going somewhere. Matter of fact, he called us out of darkness into the marvelous light. And amen. And, and when I see and look out on the landscape of the church, it bothers me. And, and sometimes I wonder, do we have anybody that's uh, a little bothered by what we hear, our sin? And amen. And, and I, uh, I, I said this on yesterday, and I'm not going to mess with us because uh, social media is good if we use it right. Uh, but most of the time, the stuff we see uh, it ought to prick your heart it ought to amen especially what we see in the body of or, or let me say this, in those that attend the house of God, yeah, uh, I'm not going to be here long uh, because the house of God is a place where we come to lift up the name of Jesus. And so God is not angry with the church uh, because we're worshiping. God gets angry with the body of Christ because the body of Christ wants to be like the world. Uh, but the world is what he brought us out of. Uh, the praise team said in the song, said, I don't want to go back. I, I'm never trying to go back. I'm not, matter of fact, I'm fighting, scratching, and trying to make sure I don't go back where he brought me out of. Uh, he said, he that hath put his hand to the plow and looketh back is not fit. Ah, uh, amen. Anybody glad God brought you out of something? Oh, Lord. Anybody glad that you're made different? And I want to say something to the body of Christ. Don't compare yourself to the world. Don't look at the world and, 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 and start comparing yourself. And they got this and they got that. Amen. The Bible tells me that this earth is going to pass away. And everything is going to become new. Can I tell you something else? You can put this in your back pocket if you want to. Amen. The flesh that you are living in is not going to hell. So don't let it take you there. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm going to say that again since, amen, just so you hear me straight. Amen. The flesh that you are living in that has all of these desires that, amen, takes you out of the will of God. That, amen, uh, has all of these ungodly desires is not going to hell. Because this body is going back to the dust where it came from. The flesh you live in cannot handle the depths of hell. It can't handle the heat of hell. It can't, y'all not gonna like me in here. It cannot handle what hell. God has to give you a whole new body that will endure the pains of hell. So the flesh that we live in is not going, y'all ain't gonna like me, it ain't going to hell. So don't let it take you there. Next time the flesh want to get you out of the will of God, tell them, no, you trying to take me to an eternal death. I don't want to go. I'm redeemed of the Lord and I want to stay redeemed. I've been bought with a price and I'm glad that I'm sanctified. 
I'm glad that I got the Holy Ghost. I'm glad that I got Jesus. Amen. And I'm on my way to heaven. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, when God looks at the church, he's looking at it based on what his word says. Amen. And they made some mistakes. The church, after God gave his blessings to Abraham, they, they began to look and say, we want the world, what the world has. Uh, they began to look over the fence and say, we want everything that they have and sound like the church today. Amen. I don't know how the church can desire cannabis. I, I don't know how. Y'all ain't going to like me. I don't know how. I don't know how the church can say we want what the world wants. I don't know how we can amen, be in church and create an atmosphere that looks like the nightclub. I don't care. I don't know how we can be in the church. Amen. And desire what the world wants. Uh, but the church ought to be glad that Jesus died for us. They, amen. They, they, they hung out with the world. And, and amen. Can I tell you, I say this at home sometime. Your, your friend, you got to be careful. Uh, you got to be careful who you hang out with. Are you influencing them or are they influencing you? Yeah. Amen. Are they pulling you out or are you pulling them in? You got to be careful who you spend time with because they got to a place. Uh, Lord have mercy where the world feared them. The world feared Israel. Amen. But God said if you if you don't continue, he said they will not fear you any longer. Uh, the church is a place that the world ought to fear. Lord have mercy. It ought to be afraid of the power that's in the church because the church is a moving entity. If you watch God, everything, every time, amen, somebody would rise up against them, the church would get the victory. Israel would get the victory. And it bothered my mind when I watched Jericho and you watch walls falling in, amen. And if you study the scripture, not one of the children of Israel, not one soldier died in Jericho. How do you go to war and have no casualties? That's the God that I serve. Y'all not going to hear me. Uh, then they go into a small city. He don't even send the whole army. He sends in a portion, a percentage and say, everybody don't need to fight AI. But what some man did, Lord, can I talk in here? Amen. God said, don't keep none of the stuff from Jericho. Don't keep it. But amen, there's a man by the name of Achan that went into Jericho and he stole some stuff and hid it in his house. Can I tell you something? Hey man, stop whatever you think is happening and doing in secret. I'm going to tell you, God will tell your business. Lord, can I, can I talk? Amen. Say, somebody said, tell it all to God. He won't tell nobody. The devil is a liar. God will tell your business. Amen. The church is a place where power, where the anointing ought to flow. Where, amen, church is a place where every time the enemy rise up, we ought to put him back in his place. We ought to, can I preach like I feel? I think we have lessened our expectation of the power power of God. When we are the church, we ought to look for healings. We ought to expect deliverance to take place. We ought to look for miracles to happen in the church. We ought to look for cancer to be healed. We ought to expect tumors to dry up. We ought to look for God to work miracles. Ah, Lord have mercy uh, we ought to look for souls to come in and be saved we ought to expect them to bring their amen to come in with their cigarettes in their pocket and throw them down at the altar we ought to expect amen's drugs to come in and leave sober we ought to expect it Lord have mercy can I talk that's the power that the church ought to have 
we ought to expect whatever God give the preacher it's happening I don't care how much money it costs it's going to happen I don't care if God gave vision amen God will make the way whatever God said the church has got to raise our expectation and amen we got to quit just coming and expecting the clapping amen we ought to expect the move of God we ought to expect we don't have to wait till the altar call but if the anointing is flowing like it's supposed to somebody will make their own altar call and say what must I do to be amen just hold on amen just touch somebody tell them raise your expectation there's too much power in the church for us not to have an expectation there's there's too much power in the church but can I help us the problem is you have to be careful where you go because uh, Lord I'm about to mess up because wherever you go amen the enemy is what he's trying to do is lessen the influence of the body so when the saints show up where the sinner is your influence gets diminished y'all ain't gonna like me and so the bible said Achan hide stuff and this small city they start uh, they, they, they lose about I believe 32 people and the, the, the hey man Joshua said wait a minute wait a minute so everybody stop fighting let me go on my face and the Bible says he said get up get up there's sin in the camp somebody done messed up they didn't do what I told them to do can I help you amen when you are a child of God I feel like talking you are responsible for the life of every child of God quit being selfish and say I want what I want amen your lifestyle is not your own because when you step out from the umbrella of holiness you are affecting somebody else I wish I could preach you're not living holy just for yourself you living holy so somebody else can be saved you you living right so somebody else can be delivered you you hold on so somebody else Ah, Lord have mercy amen and they got selfish they they want I'm so tired of selfish folk I'm so tired the reason Lord I want to preach like I, the reason we live holy is not just so I can go to heaven is not so I can just get my dance but the reason we don't lie is because we want somebody else to be saved the reason we don't get drunk is because we want somebody else to be saved the reason we stay with our spouse is because we want somebody else to be saved the reason we don't get high is because we want somebody else to be saved amen tell somebody amen tell them I need you and you need me we're all a part of God's body when you mess up you affecting me y'all ain't gonna hear me then Lord I wish I could preach this like I feel amen then he had the audacity amen to act like he ain't done nothing oh I wish I could preach there came there was a day when we sinned amen it would prick our hearts there was a day when we messed up we would run to the pastor's office there was a day but now we get indignant why can't I still play and live in sin the devil is a liar because the sin that's on your life will be played into the atmosphere why can't I sing and sleep around because that spirit that's on you will be sung into the atmosphere tell somebody I need you to live right I tap somebody tell them stay holy stay righteous tell them fight with all you got fight 
amen, because there's a sinner that want to be saved and they tired of church that don't help them, tired of going to church and they not delivered, tired of going to church and they've sat there, Hail Mary's and didn't get delivered, but your holiness will deliver somebody. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Just uh, tell somebody, stay holy for me. And I'll stay holy for you. Stay righteous for me. And I'll stay righteous for you. Amen. The enemy does not want us to stay holy. He doesn't want us. Amen. He wants us to have, uh, Lord have mercy, this hybrid salvation that I can be in the church when I want to. And I can live my life like I want to. I don't want to be that Laodicean church. I want to be that church that's on fire. Our Bible said they, they begin to seek what the world had. And they wanted everything the world had. And God told them. God said, listen, y'all. He said, I want Moses. I want you to tell them. He said, tell them they'll be blessed in the city. Tell them if they do what I ask them, they'll be blessed in the field. Tell them they'll be blessed when they come. They'll be blessed when they go. He said, but if they don't do it, tell them that they'll be cursed in their basket. Amen. That they'll be cursed in the field. That they'll be cursed when they come and they'll be cursed when they go. And the Bible said they desired a king. They left God. And the Bible said, God, I hear the prophet said, God, what are you going to do? I hear the prophet asking God, said, when I see the people of God, they don't look like what I man you have called us to be. Lord, I wish I could preach like I feel. And God replied to the prophet, he said, don't worry about it. He said, I got a plan of redemption. He said, but I'm going to send, I'm going to send a nation to take them down. Hallelujah. I don't know about y'all, but I thank God for my apostolic roots. I thank God I've already been to the water. I thank God that I've already been baptized. But I've got a problem sometime. Because we have got to a place. Amen. Where we forget what God has brought us out of. And the Bible said he began to wonder. He said, God, why would you let a nation that's worse off than us? Why would you let them come in? The God that I serve, he's been good to you. And if you don't appreciate him, he'll let somebody else come in and take over. Y'all don't hear me. Lord have mercy. If you don't thank God for where he brought you from, he'll go snatch somebody that was worse off than you and make them rule over you. Hallelujah. He'll get somebody that does not know God. And the Bible said they came in, took the children of Israel, and they came in. And the Bible said they dragged them to Bay to Babylon. And they begin, Amen. And he said, You're gonna be here 70 years. Amen. They said, How can we sing the Lord's song? In a strange land. I don't have time today. Hallelujah. But I don't want to go back to Babylon. My own glory. And the Bible said that one day Nehemiah got word about the church. The Bible said he got word. How is how are they doing back home? 
and the Bible said I don't have time the Bible said he got word that the church is in ruins and when we look at the building had been torn down the walls of the city are in ruins it's been burned down and the Bible said he could not stand it any longer and the Bible said that when he got word that amen the walls had been torn down he tried to serve but there was tears in his eyes I wonder is there anybody that sees the church clearly y'all ain't gonna hear me is there anybody that got a burden for the house of God is there anybody that say Lord the church got to be better we are a royal priesthood we are a chosen generation and we don't look like where we have come from is there anybody that got a burden for the house of God that say Lord I don't like what I see I don't like what I hear he tried to go to work but he had a burden on him has God ever put a burden on you till you could not move has God ever put a burden on you till you could not serve couldn't go to the restaurant I can't go enjoy myself cause I got a weight on me God got a burden on me can't hang out with the young folk because I got a burden on me. I can't go to the job right because I got a burden on me. Has God ever put a weight on you? Lord have mercy. I don't want to go along to get along any further. Has God ever put a weight on you to say, God, I want to see us like you see us. I want to see us the way heaven sees us. And he went in, waited on down, waited down with a burden for the house and the city of God. Tried to serve the king. Can I tell you, when you get a weight on you, favor comes behind the burden because when God put a weight on you he's given you an assignment when God put a weight on you he's going to make the way and the king said what's wrong with you why are you not happy he said I am I'm not happy because back at home everything is in ruins I don't care how how things are going now amen but we're back at home I got a problem hallelujah I'm not bothered by money any longer I'm not bothered by cars I'm not bothered by houses but when I see a soul in danger I got a problem he was burdened because the people of God were in trouble he was burdened because the people of God were exposed he was burdened because the people of God did not have the victory can I talk to somebody God need you to get a burden on you a burden for souls a burden to help somebody else a weight on you you are so blessed but there's somebody else on drugs there's somebody else exposed there's somebody else that need deliverance and God gave him favor I want you to understand favor comes with a burden I feel like talking I said favor if God put a burden on you he gonna give you favor he said now what do you need I need to go back 
home. What else do you need? I need letters that while I'm on my journey, I don't want the enemy to bother me. Lord have mercy. And the king said, I'm going to give you whatever you ask for. Since God gave me a burden, I'm going to ask God to give me the money so I can rebuild. Oh God, give me favor. Give me favor with the king. I don't have to be the king, but I want favor, Lord. Lord, have mercy. Can I pause a minute? Lord, have mercy. Good God Almighty, there is a place. The mayor going to give you favor. The city council will give you, my God, somebody, there's a burden on Christ's temple. And they're looking for somebody with the burden. Everybody else, hey man, they're frying chicken. They're frying fish. But you can deliver souls. They're favored. Somebody holler favor in this house. Favor. Favor on your pastor. Favor on the leaders. They'll walk in and ask what you want. Don't be afraid to ask. If God put it in your spirit, don't be afraid to ask. Tell them what you want. The Bible said, Nehemiah said, I need me some horses and I need me some men. And the Bible said, I'm here. Nehemiah said, I ain't telling everybody. But he went out and spied out the land. Went out at night. I came to tell somebody. Oh, Lord, you can't tell everybody what God is doing. You can't tell all your business. You've got to learn that there's a set time and a set purpose for what God want to do. And the Bible said he went to the city, got in, rose up at night, looked at the wall, said, wait a minute. Hallelujah. It's not just a wall, but it represented righteousness. It represented holiness. Can I tell you, holiness is a wall. Holiness to keep you from being shot in the wrong place. Holiness, he said, I'll beautify the meek with salvation. Salvation will give you longevity. Lord have mercy. Salvation when you live right. Cancer may get you, but God will do it for his glory. He'll heal you just because you live right. And I see God saying, after you paid it, God gonna pay you back for your holiness. Hey man, lift up your head. Oh ye gates, I got to quit in here. And be ye lifted up, ye everlasting door. And the king of glory, my God, he gonna give you favor. Just ask God. I, I feel that all in my spirit. The Bible said he went in. And what they did, the Bible said. He said, y'all, the job is too heavy. I can't build it by myself. I can't do this alone. The work that I got to do, it's too big for me. I need some workers. And the Bible said, here comes Sanballat. And here come Tobias. Tobias, can I tell you, stop wondering while you're being attacked. Stop getting nervous about the enemy attacking you. The 
truth of the matter is hell has testified that you're a child of God hell has said y'all they got their things together and they about to do a work for the Lord we've got to plot and scheme I want you to know that hell has a board meeting and your name is on the agenda but God told me to tell you that no weapon Lord have mercy somebody holler no weapon that's formed against you it will not prosper hallelujah get ready for the battle because while you build they gonna laugh and I come to tell you I hear God saying stretch out your stakes expand a little bit further the further you stretch out the more God will feel God said the plan is not large enough and the Bible said I got to go said they said hey man what are y'all doing what I'm trying to do y'all is build God a house I'm not trying to partner with the world let Hollywood do that but I want a place where God is proud of that he don't mind dwelling in I want to erect the wall salvation is a wall holiness y'all ain't going to hear me it's a wall of protection righteousness is a wall of protection can you shout hallelujah the Bible said uh, they came against him uh, and the Bible said this uh, he said we built the wall uh, but I like Nehemiah's prayer he said Lord he said you take care of them can I tell you I know the Bible has taught us Lord have mercy to love your enemies to do good to them that despitefully use you but in this hour I'm praying God back up every demonic influence God if they not with us I'm ready to take them out God reveal the inner y'all ain't gonna like me cause we got a work to do in this last hour it's 11 30 11 45 it's almost time for the Lord to crack the sky we ain't got time to play church we gotta build it in a quick in a hurry we gotta get focused on building God work and tearing down the enemy's work we gotta do it quickly we need everybody to get up and go to work it's time out for the 2080 rule where 20% of the people do 80% of the work we need the entire church to get up and go to work stop being lackadaisical but get up and build 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 God a house build God a work ask God strengthen my body strengthen my mind strengthen my finance strengthen my family strengthen me cause I gotta build Let me show you something. I got to quit. The Bible, if you study it, if you look at it, it wasn't the children of Israel that tore the wall down. They went into captivity and another nation tore the wall down. When the church does not become what we should be. 
God will remove us. And another nation, y'all ain't going to hear me, will come and tear down what God has erected, y'all. I don't want God to remove me and leave the landscape vulnerable. I want God to do that. And the church, I'm, I'm very careful. Y'all pray for me. I'm not, I'm not always watching videos and stuff on social media. I don't always do it. But I'm going to tell you why I don't watch everything. Because I got to guard my spirit. And the problem today is that the unrighteous are bold in what they do. Now watch little keywords. No judgment. That's a little keyword. That means you don't judge me. I'm, that means I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Live however I want to live. But the problem is when we don't say nothing. Silence is acceptance. And it don't have to always come from the pastor. You are living holy to speak up. What's, what's interesting, Jesus is going to Calvary. And what's interesting to me, Jesus is going to Calvary. And the 12 say nothing. Where was, where was Mary? Where was the one? Fed, where was the little boy that he fed 5,000? Took his lunch and multiple. Where was he? Where was Lazarus? Surely he raised me from the dead. Y'all leave the man alone. Where was the man whose son was a lunatic? Where was he? If we say nothing, we are in agreement. So he says, build it. He says, so built we the wall. And it bothers me because after they built it, they erected the temple, they built, then the old saints are mourning, new ones are rejoicing. And I have a whole issue with that whole scene. And he said you couldn't tell whether who was rejoicing and who was mourning because the old folk were looking back and the young folk were looking forward. The old folk were mourning. What I'm trying to say in this season, we got to build God a place that's different from what this world is doing. And church, oh Lord, I got to go home, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm going to get in my car and go home. It's for us to lift him up. You may never be a star, but lift him up. And the truth is, we've been watching a steady erosion. And I said, Lord, if I see it, and you allow me, I'll say it. So he stands there and says, I got to go back and rebuild. We can't tear down everything our fathers built and expect, and expect to stay anointed. Anybody got an iPhone or you may not be apostolic, you may have a droid or whatever. When I got my new one, the instruction said, sit it next to the old. And what's in the old will transfer into the new. S said, leave it there and walk away. And don't remove it too soon. Wait till it's fully downloaded. 
said, because what is in the old is needed in the new. So I set the, the old iPhone next to the new one, just next to each other. And watch what was in the old transfer, y'all, over to the new. Can I tell this new generation something? Y'all better hang with the old folks. <laughs> just because you have technology does not mean you have power. Just because you have knowledge does not mean you have anointing. Just because you have an education does not mean you know it all. Hang there next to the old folk until there's a download that takes place because they had a prayer life that technology is not going to give you. They had favor of God that an education can't give you. Where their education stopped, their prayer life made up the difference. Wait till you get a complete download. So hang with them. They may not understand your language, but hang with them. You might not understand their language, but hang with them. Till you get a complete download. And when the old, see the new was prepared with the old technology and greater. So it had to learn how to receive y'all. We're not ignorant of Satan's devices. So after I got the download into the new, I was able to take the new and do more. But the new needed the old. Young folk, you need the old. Old folk, don't throw the young folk away. Keep them close so you can pour into them. You don't have to be mean and old. Hang with them. So y'all ain't gonna like me. I never understood mean saints. God is sweet. Every day with Jesus, sweeter than the, but your frowns say something wrong. What, what it taught me is old folk, you gotta learn how to entreat the younger ones. Be nice to them. Love on them so they can hang to with you because you got something that they need. They need to fight demons, but they need your anointing. We gotta build it. You say you get on one side of the wall. While you work over there, I'm gonna work over here. You get on another side of the wall. While you work over there, I'm going to work over here. You get next to me while we work. I'm going to work over there. And the Bible said they, they came against him. He said, so I tell you what, we cannot come down just because we're under attack. The attack is a distraction. I got to quit. I'm sorry. It's a distraction to get you off the wall. But you've got to understand, I can't come off the wall. So give me some warfare. Give me my, give me my knife and my hammer. While I'm praising, while I'm fighting, I'll praise them. I'll keep building while I fight. I'll fight and build. I'll build and fight. But I will not stop building. I'll fight and build at the same time. I'm through. Just tap somebody, tell them, build it. We got to build this thing. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Will you stand? And I'm not talking about heaven. I don't call myself a prophet. I just say what God shows me. 
what I see, sometimes, I've had to fight some stuff in my ministry. And what's weird about folk is, I learned this, Sister Walker, I talked to you, so it's on me. What I learned is you can have a pure heart and somebody else will be evil. And they think that you evil like them. They judge you based on the evil that's in their heart. All you're trying to do is what God called you to do. I ain't trying to make my name big. I just see what I'm just trying to work. But what I learned is this. Your fight, your opposition is a testimony to your assignment. You can write that in your notepad if you want to. The reason the enemy's fighting you the way he's fighting you is because he's trying to stop the assignment that's on your life. God gonna give you favor, Bishop. I'm serious. God gonna give him favor. Stuff gonna happen. Money gonna flow. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.